This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am your host, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Okay, so... We have seen some boring movies on this channel. I love that, like, just your first word was, okay. Like, we could hear the disdain in your voice. Exasperation. This is is Lacey's Big Swing. That's what we can call this. Lacey Chabert, Uh, Hallmark, Sweet Carolina is the name of the movie. Did did Lacey Chabert jump the shark? Uh, No. I think she swung her weight around and she wanted some deeper themes. And I'm okay with that. What's that? I'm okay with that. Right. Well, good. Yeah. Good. I'm not. Oh, you know, I mean, I love, you know, I love (laughs) movies like, like, like on Golden Pond or movies like that. Like on Golden, like if on Golden Pond was around today, (laughs) that would be a Hallmark movie. It would. Like, that's a um, very, very big cast to get for a Hallmark movie. Well, okay. Catherine if Hepburn like is... A broke... <laughs> okay. Well, or Jack Hay. As, you know. <laughs> She's today's <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, she is. So, yeah. So, yeah, this... And, and the thing is, and I think I was extra ruined... Because last week we saw Stocked by My Doctor on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that just was so bonkers that like my expectations are up high. And right. then we see this and I'm like, how dare you, Lacey? You know, Lacey, you're better than that. I don't think my expectations were high because we watched a fun Lifetime movie. I think my expectations were high because... Even in a bad movie, we Lacey's always just likable. So I was like, oh, right. you know, how bad could it really be? Like that raised raised the bar for me. I well, thought this was going to be a fun movie, mm-hmm. a fun, fluffy Hallmark movie. That's what I. That's what I came to see. And there's people dying oh. right in the beginning, and everybody is having a horrible time. I don't need this. Hey, Lacey, we don't need this shit. And the thing is, it says in the premise, you know, about like she takes over for her orphaned niece and nephew. But we've we've seen this before. We've seen this a lot. That that would have been fun. Like I beyond the fact that it was just really boring. uh, The central romance of the movie, there was no romance. There was no, there was no, no, none of that like BS dance that they do of like, are they going to get together? Oh, they should be together. Oh, and then they end up together. There was none of that. It was almost like they, they threw in the, the romantic, uh, you know, the love interest at the last minute after the script was written and sort of jammed it in there. It like that. If that relationship weren't in the movie, I actually think it would have been a better film. 
Right. And then the thing is, you know, and then we're, and so they throw in this twist. You know how they always have a comedy bearers? Well, they throw in their twist, but the twist was like nothing happened. So I, I, so I don't even remember up, what like, the twist well, was. You, I, what twist? About, uh, was the twist that, 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 that we thought it was going to be good and then it wasn't? No, 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 no. The, how, you know what? I'm gonna okay. Spoiler alert. Close your ears, everyone. If you don't want it spoiled, the she thought the guy was gonna propose. Oh no, oh. I didn't think he was. But That's then not that a twist. didn't make any. Well, you know what I mean. But that didn't make any sense because since they hadn't <laughs> done anything, right? And they hadn't even switch. dated. Then right. it was like, why would you even? Think that yeah, that's true. when you haven't even been on a date with this guy, yeah, there, there this was, guy was just your friend. There was literally no on ramp to a relationship in this movie that that right. usually exists at least in small part in every other Hallmark movie. Well, this was a sad group of people. Yeah. Well, she in the, like, in, in the oh. movie. Right. I don't mean us. <laughs> uh, right. Hey, you guys, I'm going to have to hold for one second. Okay. Where's he going? What's this whispering going on? Let's keep this on the show. I like this. Okay, I'm back. Okay. I'm talking to my husband. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm talking to my husband because he's because we're going out. We're going to West Hollywood after we, we finish. And so oh. he's going to the gym. So I'm going to pick him up from the gym on my way to West Hollywood and he was going to bring his bike. And I was like, what are you going to do with your bike? Because I'm picking you up mm-hmm. Put it in the car. So that's what that was about. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going to West Another Hollywood twist. tonight. My cousin's in town. Oh, where are you Ooh. going? St. Felix? Probably the Abbey. Cause she's from my cousins. My two cousins are from like new Orleans. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to take him to the Abbey since the Abbey is like world famous and everybody knows about the Abbey. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take him. To the well, I know it from the show. Yeah. Because Jason ate cake there. That's yeah, why I, did, I know the I, Abbey. I did eat cake. Ja- there, yes. Which, which, which I still, which I mean, that is like the bravest thing I've ever heard <laughs> to eat cake, to eat cake at the Abbey. That is that, that's so brave to eat cake at the Abbey because I can imagine all of the looks of judgment that were going around. Yeah, and 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 it was at one in the morning, like you know, it was like one a.m. on like a Friday night or Saturday night. It, oh yeah. man, right? You know, that, so you're not gonna work that off. Yeah, so basically eating cake at the Abbey after sundown. It, it wasn't. It, well, like, I, man, I, you ate cake at the Abbey. I pointed really out not to point out that I was eating desserts <laughs> late into the night. I pointed out that this was a crowded nightclub on a weekend, like right in their like busiest time. People are on a dance floor to like, let me have some cake now. I would have been like, oh, Jason, are you okay? And were they? And and was it? Like, I guess nobody had cut, already cut a piece of the cake. This must have been like a, the first time they ever actually cut a slice of this cake. No, no people no, eat cake no. at the Abbey they all the time. It was probably, yeah, the, it was probably unusual to get an order for it at one in the morning. But right. the, like, okay. you know, they're a cafe during the day. Yeah, during oh, the day, okay. they, it, they would, you no, know, they're open during the day for like brunches. During the day, oh. you could bring the family. Like you could bring kids and stuff during yeah. the day. Yeah. Okay. So you Anywho, just can't eat cake, can't eat cake after a certain Next time, After if you Sunday. do, you'll you'll damage your reputation for life. Yes. Or yes. put it this way: when the go go <laughs> when the go go dancers show up, the cake goes away. 
Well, there's, there's, they have, go, the Go-Go's are back now at the Abbey, but they start later. I saw. And you I can't, went. like, tip them directly. They have a little, like, tip bucket attached to the Go-Go stand now. Yeah. No, I went, so I saw the Go-Go dancing. Okay. And they're Go-Go dancing with masks. Uh-huh. Right. This, this place and, knows how to stay in business. They're like a family, family lunch place, and then a Go-Go dancer place at night. Uh, oh, yeah. They basically, like they cater to everyone. It's great. Well, speaking of Go-Go dancers, Kurt... Do you have yeah. any Black China news? Doing a piece oh, yeah. of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Okay, we haven't had a, a news in a while, but Black is back. Mm-hmm. Black China wants nothing to do with the legal battle involving claims her baby daddy Rob Kardashian threatened to hire a hitman to kill her what? former friend. Uh, according Who? to court. Well, uh, we're going to get to that. Simmer down there. Uh, According to court documents obtained by Radar, the model is asking the court to dismiss her from the suit brought by Pilot Jones, a.k.a. Justin Jones. In the suit, Jones says he used to be close with China. His relationship with her blew up when a photo of them kissing was published on Radar. China, who was pregnant with Rob's daughter at the time, said Kardashian lost his mind after seeing the image. The former couple accused Jones of being the person who leaked the snap. Jones says China and Kardashian started harassing him. She reportedly posted his private cell phone number to the millions of her followers. Kardashian sent him several texts threatening to employ a hitman to off him. His lawyer wrote Kardashian's conduct involved multiple immediate death threats of harm by both Kardashian himself and by third parties that Kardashian indicated he would be hiring to maim and kill Jones on his behalf, even if he were to travel to Atlanta. I don't know what that has to do with anything. State of Atlanta, uh, Jones. All right, there can be no reasonable argument. Um, uh, Kardashian's multiple, no, yeah, yeah, there can be no reasonable argument. Kardashian's multiple direct and graphic death threats to plaintiff are not the sort of extreme and outrageous he he explained. One alleged text read, I hope you religious, because after I beat your ass with about 30 Mexicans, I don't understand that. uh, Oh, you better hope. God lets you into heaven. He's going to beat his ass with 30 Mexicans? I don't understand that. Maybe he's going to get 30 Mexicans to to beat his ass. Uh, Kardashian denied all allegations of wrongdoing. He asked the court to dismiss all claims against him because the texts weren't true threats. China also asked the court to toss the lawsuit, claiming she didn't cause Jones any harm. I guess we could leave it at that. There's there's more to this, but that's pretty much the gist of it. What is a true threat? It's either right. a threat or it's not. Not true threats. You must be one of those legalities, you know. I know they come up with these weird legal terms. Now, I think there's well, somebody trying to create a legality that doesn't actually exist in the yeah, law. Right. Yeah, you know, people do that. I don't know. It's not a threat. It's, 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 it's a threat, but it's not a true threat. I have several it's, questions. It's a rumor. Yes. I have several questions. So what is like what does ethnicity have to do with anything? Why Mexicans? I don't understand that. They're going to beat them uh, with Mexicans. The Mexicans are going to beat them. I don't know. That's what right? it says. That's this is from radar.com. Who who okay. who is the one that said that? Uh, they say that was a text message. That that's a they said from, that, uh, Rob, Rob was saying that he message. was going to send Mexicans to beat him or Pilot said that. Uh the uh he said that Rob Kardashian sent okay. him this. This yeah, is from I, um, this is from radaronline.com. So just to let you know, that's my source. Yeah. So my first question is, why they got to be Mexican? Why? Feature asked about anybody, 30 Mexicans. I don't know. You know, anybody could, any race could beat up someone. I why, why stereotype, I, you know? I have a theory as to why that was used, but I have a feeling if I explain the theory, it, it, it in of itself is going to sound racist, so I'm not even going to say it. 
We don't want to get canceled. No. <laughs> no, no. But I have a theory as to why that was the okay. the threat. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well since since we're on a theme here, I actually have an apology Ooh. or a retraction. To oh, make. oh, okay. Oh. oh, okay. And now, less <laughs> apology reports. Here's less cooking all there. You can apologize. And it's, okay, and it's okay, not, okay, go ahead. It's not necessarily a po- apology per se. I backpedaling already, I didn't know huh? What to call it. I don't know what hmm? to call it. Okay. So last week, I woke up from, and I woke up from an angry text from my sister, Anita Kirkendall Stoll, and I guess apparently, and I had no idea. My sister listens to this podcast. Oh, hi, Anita. Oh, great. So I woke up. Sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, I woke up to the following message, and it took me a minute to uh, figure out what it was. So here's the message. So I woke up, and the message said, ceviche is is fish cooked only by lemon juice. Gazpacho is cold tomato soup. And my response was, yeah, I know. And my sister said, on your podcast, you said ceviche was cold tomato soup. Get it right. So Damn. I'm, I'm sorry, ceviche lovers. Yeah. I messed up. I, I, and I did not know that either. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was gazpacho, but I did think it was similar to a salsa. I did think that it, that it involved a bunch of like diced up like peppers and tomatoes and things. So I, I was wrong too. Was this in the, um, the the Eric Roberts movie we were just watched? No, Sun, Sand, and a Romance. I had pointed out that oh. on the, the activities board of all the different, like, zillions of activities they had there, that they had multiple ceviche tastings on there. Oh, yes, yes, I do remember this. So, 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 I, guess I, so, I, guess, so I guess the upside to all this is, hey, my family listens to this podcast. I had no idea. <laughs> I think my brother tried to. He, it's hard to get his, his interest in things. What? Right. Well, what? What's your brother's name and what interests him? What's his name? Is Bart? Okay. Bartholomew. Okay. I don't know. Well, he likes the same kind of stuff like that. Uh, Les enjoys. He likes Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like that. Okay. So you think he'd be, he'd be into it? But or maybe he does. I don't. He, he, I think he said he's like, oh yeah, I tried to listen to that. It was yeah. <laughs> Well, tough critic. Well, you know, tough crowd. Yeah. Hey, look, this is uh, this is the podcast game that we're in now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are yeah. actually. Speaking of game, let's. Uh, speaking of game, I felt like someone <laughs> on the Game of Thrones watching this movie, like someone who didn't. You know how Game of Thrones will like kill you on a dime. Well, I felt like I was a cast member of Game of Thrones watching this movie. What what's yeah. d- disappointing is that uh, I have never seen an episode of the highly acclaimed show Game of Thrones, yet I have seen this movie. Oh, well, well I've I've seen both. Yeah, and I read the books for Game of Thrones and read the novel for Sweet Caroline. <laughs> no, I did. no, I did not. <laughs> and, and, and the reason the reason I can compare myself to someone on Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones will kill you in a second. They don't care. They don't. But care they have sex position. 
you, you yeah, remember the sex position? Yeah, yeah. The, the, sex yeah, position. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I keep Who saying that? that. Who was that? Sex position. That's what they, they called it sex position on Game of Thrones. Like when they had like oh. a, they'd have like a big they'd have a, like a sex scene going on while people were like explaining, giving giving exposition. They called it sex position. You know, well, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Game of Thrones, you know, they they stab you, they'd get a dog, maybe a dog to eat you. Oh yeah, you know? it was kind of brutal, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I felt. So that's how brutal this movie was. I I actually would have rather have been eaten <laughs> by a dog on Game of Thrones than watch this movie. I am going to put it in the uh, the show notes when I post this episode that anytime Kurt says sex position, you have to take a shot. Okay. Well, that was like a man. That was like an itch I had to scratch. Yeah. I had to get that out. All right. <laughs> Should we get into this? Into Sweet Let's Carolina. <laughs> sex position. They should have had sex position in this movie. I'm gonna. So Is I'm gonna a drink. Feel, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna feel like the old. Like remember Kurt on Game of Thrones, the old lady that like poisoned herself and then talked a bunch of shit before she poisoned. Like that's Diana Rigg. That's Diana Rigg who was in the Mod Squad years ago. Before so, my time. So I feel like Diana Rigg on Game of Thrones because basically, you know, the poison is running out, but I'm going to talk mad shit before I, I <laughs> die. That's a good comparison. I like that. Okay, here we go. So we see a waking up montage. What, mm-hmm. Right out lazy. of the gate. Why, why was she waking up at 459? Like, why is her alarm wow. going off at not five o'clock, but at four fifty nine? Why was this movie made? <laughs> <mad? laughs> it gives her an extra minute. Does it give her a jump you, on the day? Yeah, I guess. Okay, she read it in a book somewhere, like some self help book. Don't set right? your alarm for five. Yeah. Well, she, she did have a to do list written on her mirror and lipstick, and I already hated her for it. She probably saw it on like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday or something. Or Pinterest. <laughs> right, Pinterest. Yeah, exactly, Jason. Pinterest. So so she's getting ready. Um, she she gives herself a little pep talk. You got this. And we <laughs> it's showtime. And then we find out the, oh, then she's talking to her sister and she's telling her sister how <laughs> not for long. How she's how she's on her way to like this pitch meeting. <laughs> and, and um, uh, then she talks to her little niece, Delilah, and Delilah is like, hey, did you send me a birthday present? And, and so this is how I knew we were in trouble, gentlemen. This next scene is how I knew we were in trouble. And I got a sense of foreboding. First, her mother shows up in the scene, and then her father shows up in the scene, and I was like, oh, shit. Both of her parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Her dad's a dick. Right. Her dad is a dick. Oh, no. It's increasing. Totally it's a, yeah. Well, you, you'll see. He just becomes more and more of a dick. Yeah, there were some like right. re, like genuine asshole moments from him. And I was like, nah, we shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you dick. By the way, did you see uh, Lacey was an EP on this, an executive producer, as was oh, Jonathan Prince, 
who you might remember. He oh. produced and directs a lot, but he was on a late 80s, early 90s syndicated sitcom Throb. called Throb. Yes. I used to watch Throb. Throb. Yeah. It was, uh, it was set at a record company. Also on the show was a pre-Fraser Jane Leaves. Because, okay, she was blue, and she would always have a story, and they would go, she would always have like, this big story, and then she'd go, doesn't matter. <laughs> Late 80s, and I missed the show? It might have been early 90s. With oh, Diana Canova. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diana Canova. Was, yeah, it was It was in first-run first syndication. I, have a, I don't. I don't think I ever saw that one. It was around the time that, uh, was it What a Dummy? Was that another one? Was that the, the one with the puppet yes. starring Stephen? Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, what a Dummy. Gosh, oh, I can't think of it. I remember, I remember, like, there was What a Country with yes. Yakov Smirnoff. I used was, to like, watch one that, season. too. And that was a syndicated show. A throb, I don't remember. Because this was back when Fox was it when Fox was trying to be like another network. So this is around the time that like Yeah, there was a lot of uh, new first run syndicated programming around that time uh to compete with the the real networks. Uh and like and that's when like It's a Living went into syndication and like they revived what's that. happening as what's happening now. Yeah, you're getting your years. That, what's happening now was like an that was that wasn't like late it was, was what was it? Was that, it would be like eighty seven. No, um, it was la- later than now? that. It's a living. These shows were on for a couple of years too. Oh uh, yeah, what a dummy! Stephen Dorff was in that one, and then uh, what's the other one we're trying to figure Dorf. out when it was? Oh, on? Was that oh, a ventriloquist? It, what a dummy! I don't even know. It looked. It looked like. Even back then, when I was young, I'm like, this looks terrible. I maybe I right. missed that. Small wonder was that in there too? That yeah, was mm-hmm. yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a very difficult show to get through. Oh yeah, she's a small wonder. I remember that one. Oh, what's happening now was uh, oh, 85 to 80, 88. Oh wow, it had a three year run. Yeah. Eighty five. What for? Well, what, two seasons. Rob? No, for what's happening now? I'll look up oh, Rob. Eighty eight. Okay. Throb was probably yeah, about three I, seasons. Yeah, for people, for people at home who don't remember, uh, back in the day, television didn't have like it was like Two the seasons. second string writers, like all the best writers work for the, the movies, and the second string work for the TV. But like a show like Cheers, like that was top flight stuff. Yeah. But then a show like Small Wonder, that was like the syndicated stuff, that was a. Also, I mean, uh, the, the network's kind of programmed <laughs> to, like, it's very different now. Actually, it's not different now. The networks are still trying to uh, appeal to the broadest audience possible. So they, they yeah. try and make it as inoffensive as possible, which is part of the what Hallmark suffers from a lot. Uh, and in doing right. so, it just, it dumbs the show down so much that anyone that wants, to, that back then, anyone that wanted to write anything uh, with any real weight would go and write a feature film. And now anyone that r- wants to write right. anything of weight, they'll go write a, a, a streaming show. Right. Right. There you go. I'm looking up the Small Wonder theme song. <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking of Cheers, I saw an old movie uh, a couple of days ago with Shelley Long. And uh, man, she's got skills. What, what, what movie, movie was it? True Beverly Hills? It was called, um, well, it was called Don't Tell Her It's Me. 
And it's a movie about uh, with Steve Gutenberg. Remember this? Steve Gutenberg, like hack cancer, he's like in bad shape. She tries to hook him up with Jamie Gertz. That's and he had awesome. the makeover. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge makeover. She makes him into um like a New Zealand Lobo. He becomes Lobo and he has a New Zealand accent. And she goes, there's a hair extension, she works him out. Shelly Long is his sister in the movie. And she gets him in shape and then she hooks him like he she hooks him back up with Jamie Gertz and Jamie Gertz fell, falls in love with Lobo. And then Jamie Gertz's boyfriend is Kyle McLaughlin. Wow. It's, wow. It should, it, like, for anyone that is listening to this episode of the podcast, it should tell you a lot about how much we all were bored by this Lacey Chabert movie this week. <laughs> that we're, we're like, you know what's a more interesting conversation? Let's talk about arcane Shelley Long, Steve Gutenberg movies <laughs> right. and the TV show Throb. This well, is how boring this movie was. Yeah, At one point... I got up and walked out of the room and started doing something and realized, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be watching this movie. Kyle McLaughlin, Kyle McLaughlin makes such bad career decisions. I'm surprised he wasn't in this movie. Right. Oh, anyway, so let's 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 show girls. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So like I said, okay. I got very upset because her parents were still alive and I was kind of like Whoopi Goldberg and ghost Molly, you and Danger girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so then she's talking to white people in the room. Remember that? <laughs> ghost. Right. <laughs> so so then um we're we're at a pitch session. And um, Josie, a.k.a. Lacey, is doing her pitch. And um, uh, the woman who she was giving the pitch to, we've seen her before. Yeah, we have. Wasn't she the mean boss in the one movie that wanted green juice all the time? Yeah, I think so. She was the mean boss in some movie. Yeah. And then we see her boss, and we've seen him before, too. Oh, he was the husband of, oh gosh, which, he was the husband of somebody in another movie. Right. So, so then we see okay. her, so she does a good job, so she's out to dinner with her boyfriend, and we've seen him too. Yeah. And every time we've seen him, we've questioned uh, his sexuality. Yes. Which yeah. I did again when I saw. Him. You know who this guy, who the guy looks like that played the boyfriend? Do you know who Jordan Klepper is from The Daily Show? No, Jordan. I've Klepper, seen that guy. Yeah. Jordan Klepper had a, a short-lived spin-off of The Daily Show, and he's really funny because he's very good at like leaning into the fact that he comes off as an arrogant douche anyway. So he leans into it and like, will ask really straight face questions to people that have very opposing viewpoints to him. And they walk right into the trap every time. He's really, really brilliantly funny. Hmm. So, so anyway, so she's talking to her boyfriend and, um, she, has a she has a trip planned to see her family next month and so um she invites him to go and he says no he doesn't want to go and so then he tells her because she has all these plans and he tells her you need to focus on what's in front of you because one day someone's going to throw you a curveball and then right on cue she gets a phone call. Before we get from... to the phone call, he was a dude. He was a dick too. 
Who is the bigger dick, her father or or this guy? Her father. This guy's okay. on just a different page. He's like, he's not into spending time with family. And she, he's like, yeah, you just spend time with family. And, you know, you have your you have your fill. He said, but he was like throwing like a, smack at her hometown too. He was he was just a dick. New Hope, like, no, right? Yeah. Her New father Hope, was North more Carolina. of a dick because her father was mean. Yeah, yeah. The father was just nonstop. Yeah, I would just give her dirty looks and stuff too. Yeah. So yeah, what was the phone call, Les, that she got? Wait, and this is the first. I've never experienced this before. It was a death on Hallmark in real time. I see dead people. It was two, wasn't it two deaths? Two. Two deaths. Two. In real time. I I think we have, we have seen it in a, we have seen a death in a Hallmark movie, but not a regular Hallmark romantic fluffy movie. It was one of those Hallmark Hall of Fame movies. Wow. Well, right. Yeah, mom called. Some shit went down. Like two people, they got hit, yeah. hit by a tractor trailer or something. It was her sister and the sister's husband. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so I thought. And so at this part, I honestly thought, "Oh wow, they're doing this. Maybe there's some hope for this. Maybe this movie's going to have a turnaround now because this is very ballsy for a Hallmark movie." Yeah. But alas. No, but that's not why we watch a Hallmark movie. Look, that's like watching a porn and you're, you tune in and it's, and it's two people <clears throat> reading a John Grissom novel aloud. That's not what you want to see from the genre that you're watching. So I watch a Hallmark movie. I, I don't want this nonsense. I would be okay to use your analogy, I'd be okay watching a porn where they're reading a John Grisham novel as long as they're doing it while they're banging. Like, let's not lose right. sight of why they're there. And this movie lost sight of why it's there. I don't mind that they're trying to get a little bit deeper and maybe explore themes that they haven't before. Like, this could have still been part of the movie if they had actually written the romance into what's supposed to be a romantic, fluffy movie. Because and I and I agree, Jason. Because this tracks. Because remember when we talked to our friend Nina Weinman, and she was saying that Hallmark is like making an effort to really change it up and get current and get with the times. And so I thought, oh wow, they're really changing it up because you know they're taking a risk here because this is not this is not a normal thing. Anyway, so they're two kids. The kids are very upset. Of course. So then um, Lacey, so then Lacey has a flashback. Uh, I hate to bring this up. What? <laughs> I hate to bring this up, but <clears throat> isn't there a New Hope, Pennsylvania? There is. And isn't it like a predominantly like a, like a gay area? It's it's very gay friendly, but it's just very artsy too. Like I, I, it's not. I would assume, like, if you lived in Philly and you're maybe an older gay that doesn't want to live in the city, you might move to New Hope. Uh, but I don't okay. think it's it's considered as closely tied to gay life as, say, West Hollywood would be. Ah. Okay. Okay. So so then um, it's time for the funeral, and, and the dad's already being a dick at the funeral. Yeah. What did he do? 
he 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 made some remarks because he was always like scowling at her and making remarks at her. There were there was a really lot rich. of disdain yeah. from the dad, uh, and from the from Ben, the nephew, about the fact that Lacey lives in the city. Yeah. And to be fair, there were points in this movie where she ca- she was also the flip side of that. She was that asshole that kept talking about how she lives in the city and how she has all these things that she's doing in the city. So it was a two-way street of douchiness. Yeah. Well, they clearly right. didn't shoot it in a city. It was like, I live in New York. Anyway. So, so then we're at the funeral, and then Cooper pops up. Um, Cooper. And, and- Cooper, who was her ex-boyfriend from right, high school. They went school. to the prom. And yeah, they went to the prom. And yeah, we find out that Cooper has just moved back from Atlanta. And he's and so then we go to the will reading. We've seen Cooper before, by the way. We've seen him in multiple Oh, God, movies. a million movies. But With Lacey. They're like can, a duo. Can we talk oh. about what the hell was going on with his hair in this movie? I think it was a cheap head. You Really? You think somebody paid for that? <laughs> really you think somebody is like yes this is the the look that's gonna get me laid no way it was very dracula it looking. was so greasy and like weirdly long and like some ladies like that maybe like, i think a little bit of long where it's like tussly but it was like it was too much product or too much oil i i don't know what it was but it looked like he dipped his head in a fryer it was like long <laughs> it was like if it was like if Eddie Munster didn't cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's getting dragged through the mud. Or wash it. And he's a good-looking guy, and we've seen him before and thought that he looked attractive. He's one, the guy right. that, like, always plays a contractor in a movie. But yes. this one, it, like, it was not flattering to him. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So, so, so then— I wanted to point out that he's a Calvinist um, because he says— he says that this was because she's trying to make she was trying to say, like, well, maybe it was my fault. Maybe I should have called before they got hit by a tractor trailer. <laughs> Hello, sister. There's a tractor trailer coming. But yeah, but no, he said, look, it's fate. It's fate. So he he he's, he's a Calvinist. He believes in predestination. Well, you know, if the toss up was like being in this movie or that, <laughs> um, you know, what my vote would be. So, so anyway, get hit by a truck or become a Calvinist. Well, both. So, so, <laughs> so anyway, so we're at the will reading. Okay. And so, so we're, we're at, we're at the will reading and guess what Josie inherits money? What? No, no a car, a car. No jewelry. No. China. <laughs> <laughs> no, she a treasure, but she has a two big little fort. bratty kids who are bratty. Like they're very, they're especially bratty. Ben. Now, yes. now, are you saying that her sister didn't never told her that she was she was going to do this? I thought that was weird too. As close as they were, that they never <laughs> had this conversation. <laughs> hey, you're the godparents. So anyway, so so she inherits these two bratty kids. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> and and so and so she was trying to figure out what to do with the kids and I wrote why don't you take the kids with you to New York you can oh, take yeah? them to Manhattan they can have fabulous lives I don't know why this is so hard 
does she have the money for that though? Send these kids to school in New York. I guess they could go to public school. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you saw when they showed Lacey in bed at her apartment, her bedroom was gigantic. Like for, even if it weren't a New York apartment, that would still be a very large bedroom. And then a couple of the fact that it's in New York, she's probably making good money. And she's, an exe- yeah. and she's an ex- she's an executive because in the beginning, like she was pretty high up in this company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a culture shock, though, for these kids. Well, you know, but I guess you got to buttercup. Yeah, do what you got to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And because because and the reason I brought this up is because they were trying to come up with all of these like the her brother and her parents were trying to come up with all of these solutions, and none of them made sense. Well, that's where her dad is a dick because he's sitting there. As soon as they say she's the legal guardian, the the dad's no. sitting there like, "Oh no, 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 not not her. We'll 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 take her. We'll take her. We'll take her." Right. And then, they, but then they're bitching about we don't we'll have her. enough room. We don't have enough room. We're going to have to turn the basement into a bedroom. And they were like acting like it was putting them out. Not oh wow, our daughter died and her two kids need a place to live. They were more concerned because they're like, damn it, now we've got to turn the den into bedrooms. And then they thought about moving into the sister's house, but then I guess the house was too small. So it's like, just bring the kids to New York and call it a day. First of all, I checked out because I didn't get any of that exposition from this movie and I believe that it was all there, but I I, I definitely checked out and did not hear any of that as I watched I it. Didn't... Second of all, that house was gigantic. Yeah. Right. I didn't and... know about the sister's house. The sister's house should have had enough room. They all lived there before. Yeah, they were they were like doing all these options like that. Yeah, because they were trying, they were weighing out their options. And it's like, it's not that hard. You know, move them to New York. I'm curious oh. who who had heard of the sister's house, and then we can move on. Well, I think that that uh, Lacey probably did with the kids. I, I feel like it's probably oh, okay. a package deal. So, so then, mm-hmm. um, so then Josie or Lacey's like, no, I'm going to stay here. So then the next day, this is how big of an asshole she is. Mm-hmm. So she grew up in this house, right? So I don't think so. Already... I think this was the sister's house. Was this the house she grew up in? I think so, because the parents were there. Because when she blew mm-hmm. a food, she... Yeah, because yeah, the oh, parents yeah, yeah. were there. Yeah. The parents were there, and the brother was there. Because, yes. remember, she blew a fuse. Like, she plugged in her hair dryer, her um, blow dryer... And all of her her electric her stuff, her vibrator, and she, and she blew a fuse. But I'm like, okay, you grew up in this house. You already knew the fuses wouldn't work. Also, if you like, plugged what, in what kind of faulty setup do you have that it can't handle a flat iron in a bathroom? Right, right. Like it's not yeah, like she's she plugging plug in fiber refrigerators in a microwave. Like this is a full she was. Fire. She was plugging in like a George Foreman grill, all kinds of shit. Oh, she was grilling in the bathroom. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, she's grilling in there. Don't grill when you're bathing. So, so then the parents were throwing more shade at her. Like they were like openly like, "We don't trust you with these kids." They hate like her. to her well, face. Dad does. Oh yeah. To her face. Well, the dad can't stop. You know, he's he just you know. 
he only has so much time in the day, so he's got to do it behind her back to her face. Well, the shade towards her about, you know, her being able to take care of herself and or the kids was it it didn't seem rooted in anything that made any kind of sense because if she had this close relationship with her sister and seemingly close relationship with these kids, like why are they even letting her around them if she's a danger to them? And then everybody's up her ass. Yeah. And then, okay, this is where her dad's the biggest dick. So she's like, well, what is your problem with me? And the dad's like, well, you know, Oh, was was it her mom or her dad that was like, you've always been a go-getter. And I'm like, that is not a bad thing Yeah, to be a go-getter. Yeah, I think the mom said that. And in the moment, I was like, wouldn't that mean that she'd be the perfect one to do this? Right. Because the mom basically left and created a life for herself and and has has success. I think the mom even said the words like, you know, you've you've always gone and done anything you've set your mind to. I'm like, again, that's a good quality to have if you're going to dive into something as scary as parenthood. Right, and especially, think about it, if you're, especially if you're bringing up a little girl and you could say, hey, you know, you could do whatever you, you could do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, I was like, you people are assholes because yeah, being a go getter, there's nothing wrong with that. What a tough spot for her. Like she's got parents. There's nothing you can do that's going to make them happy. And then we, and and then it seems like all of her friends grew up to be successful too, because at one point they're walking down the street. They run into her friend Nate from high school. Nate's a pediatrician, yeah. which is a great career. Mm-hmm. He's a pediatrician slash magician oh, yeah. because he pulls a quarter out of her ear. And then yeah, that was weird. And then the only person I liked in this entire movie was Nate, the doctor's girlfriend, Shady Molly, because Molly was shady. She was an asshole too. Yeah. She was an asshole. Yeah, she was. She was an asshole too, but at least like she was an asshole for a reason. She thought that Lacey or Josie, whatever she is, she she thought she was trying to steal Nate. Right. She accused well, her of that. Nate did have better hair than Cooper. Oh, and those two were surprised. Those two were also surprised that she was a guardian they're like you are like this Lacey she, she must have been out of control years ago yeah she like what <laughs> what kind of uh like uh bodies did she leave in her path as she left this city right yeah like i mean she, was she like the good time girl in the city or i guess know? so i mean i have to think of somebody really uh you know I, what's what's the word some a very problematic person who i would think oh my god that person has kids with them actually i can't think of a couple well, people like that this is this is you know we, we've complained about this in other hallmark movies but it felt not it felt heavy-handed in a different way than this did when it's come up before where they have a real uh dislike of people that live in in big cities that have access to things in big cities and that live life at a different pace than things might be in places that aren't a big city and here it was just the hatred for it was just on full display right yeah Yeah. For, for no reason yeah for no reason so so then um 
So then we have another montage. Um, and then they dro- we at, we at, for why did we go to the high school? Oh, because her niece forgot her lunch. Yeah. yeah. So we drive to the high school. I think it's a middle school. Or a middle school. We've seen that she little sees, girl too. Yeah. Yes. She sees Cooper. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> but then later in the day, she's done something that I did recently. She was late for a pickup. Ooh. And I've done that. Because you were busy on Clubhouse. No. And you went over schedule. Actually, no, what happened is I dropped her off at the orthodontist and I went to run an errand and I had my phone on do not disturb. Mm. And so I was running errands. And so she'd been calling me and texting me. And I just happened to look down on the phone and realized, oh, shit, the phone's on do not disturb and, and went back and picked her up. Aww. And I felt okay. really bad. And then I bought her a monster and everything was good. A monster? Monster energy, I'm monster. assuming. Or an yeah. actual oh, monster. Okay. monster. Okay. So I was like, I'll take you and buy you a monster. So I bought her a monster and everything was You fine. bought her Lady Gaga? <laughs> I, I, I thought you purchased Frankenstein for her. I thought, geez, that's ambitious. <laughs> All right, technically it's Frankenstein's but, monster. But, but I tell you, being late, being late for pickup is real. Yeah. yeah, you feel like total. Sh- I felt like shit. I'm sure. I was, like, oh God, I, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm new at this, <laughs> which is true. Wow. Okay, so you can relate to this movie. Yeah. No, I can't relate to this movie. <laughs> I can relate to this part. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, okay. So then we have like a breakfast montage. A burning breakfast montage. Yeah, she doesn't know how to make eggs and toast. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh how dumb are you? Ever- <laughs> and toast. Come on. Shut <laughs> make an egg. So, so then her brother says he'll help her out. I'll help you out. Then the dad's being a yes. dick again at breakfast. Yeah, where are we? I wrote this down. I wrote notes about when he was being a dick, but now I'm trying to find him. At breakfast, he was being a dick. Breakfast dick. Oh, yeah, yeah. He shamed her. <laughs> breakfast dick. What like happened? That's a gay porn that I watched. Breakfast dick. Breakfast dick. Yeah, that's like he shamed porn. her for oh, no reason. He shamed, he, he shamed her. Oh, oh then actually- young Ben. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, young Ben. <laughs> Young oh, young Ben's band is playing. He's one of the kids, yeah. so he's got a band, and so he he. But he doesn't want any of them seeing the band. Like Lacey Chabert, Josie, whatever we're calling her, she's like, "Oh, we're gonna go see your band." He's like, "No, I don't want you there." She goes, "Well, your parents always been." He's like, "Yeah, they're not around anymore. That embarrassment's over. That's it." But no, they're and, all they all and, decide they're gonna go. And Ben would always flounce out of the room crying, like every any chance he got. He would flounce out of the room. I never heard the word flounce. I'm not saying it's not a word. I'm just saying I've never heard of it before. Well, he'd... he'd, Flounce. How would you put it? How would you put it? 
Uh, you I, would I, run out of the room. That might be the right word. He kind of flounced. I think flounced is the right word. It's kind flounced? of an aw- it's a little bit of an awkward broody teen like broody but not cool enough to be that broody teenage like you guys like running out of the room like that i learned it i just learned a new word flounce go or move in an exaggeratingly impatient or angry manner that's perfect oh it's perfect that's what he was i'm gonna flounce, flounce. <laughs> if you're if, if you're, if you're still here. still not drunk from go. kurt saying sex position then now start taking shots for flounce I'm on flounce now. Well, and I, can, you know, and I, I, even, okay. I even wrote in my notes, Ben is a drama queen. Mm-hmm. And then Delilah gets all up in her face too. It's like, you're not my mother. Yeah. And I was like, damn. This was a lot of tension for a Hallmark movie. Yes. This was Lacey's, like I said, it's a big swing. She probably was sitting like in a board meeting there and saying, is there something we could do where I could be nominated for an Emmy, please? Well, I don't know, work on this one script where people are dead and screaming at you. Ooh. <laughs> so, so, then, so then the dad's being a dick again, and the mom's like, oh, again? give her a break. She's trying. And then I wrote, the dad is bitter for some reason. Then they're at the school dance where the band is playing. This pissed me off so much because okay, tell us, Jason. The, I was infuriated and it, it's a brief thing and you guys may not have even noticed, although from Kurt's laugh, I bet he did. What, that, <laughs> it's a brief, okay, it's a visual on the screen, but I found it offensive. Do, do you oh, man, know what I'm talking it? about, Kurt? Uh, it has something to do with the musicians. Has something to do with the name of the dance. The name of the dance. No, I don't. I'm not. Don't know if I know what you're talking about. The name of the dance at this middle school gym was Enchantment Under the Sea. As in, totally ripped this off from Back to the Fucking Future. How fucking dare you, Lacey? This trash movie steals one of the greatest like dance and it's like an ongoing joke in Back to the Future about the name of that movie. How dare you? Wow. I was offended. Jason, this riled up. No, I missed that. I didn't see it, but uh, maybe I blocked because because Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies. Same as well, and I I I, I think maybe my maybe my my brain showed mercy on me and it blocked it out because that's annoying. Yeah, I guess it's, the thing the I thing that annoys me is that don't do an homage to Back to the Future. You're not Back to the Future. You have to be kidding me. Well, you have nothing it, to do with Back to no, the Future. Why, if, why if would you do? If, why would you make a reference? If you're gonna do it, then cre- show credit where credit is due. Like mention that a character is a big Back to the Future fan or something. But like to just steal that name and have it. A, like why did it need to have a name? Why did the dance need to have a sign right. behind this band? Why was there a band playing at this? It was oh, so mad. Don't mess with Marty McFly. Oh, oh. man. But the other thing is, you ever hear like a kid's band? It doesn't sound like that. No. <laughs> so so, so, so we're at the dance. So we're at the dance, and Cooper's there, and, and Shady Molly is there. 
Still throwing her shade. more shade. Yeah. yeah, she's hot though. She's throwing, and you know, Nate is there. Shady Molly's boyfriend. And why were they there? Do they have kids at the That's dance? A good question. Yeah, why? Why were they chaperones? Is Molly a teacher? Maybe. I don't know. That was weird. I just I realized that. Well, the guy, Cooper. Maybe that's the so, maybe they figure there's not a lot of social things to do. They'll go to the high school dance and dance oh. <laughs> and hang out with the kids instead yeah, of going not? to a bar like a normal person. I'd be excited if I was like a high school boy and I so hard if, to dance. If I were the authorities <laughs> in this town, I would seriously be questioning why these two people who aren't parents or teachers yeah. are at this and one of them's a pediatrician. Like why why is he so stalking his, his, these now preteens? And uh, you know, and young teenagers into their school, <laughs> right? One of them may have mentioned at an appointment said, "Hey, you ought to come to this dance tonight. I'm going to be at." Oh, so, so then, so then they're at the dance. They do a slow <laughs> dance. We find out that Cooper won prom king when they were kids. So then, we're, the next day, we're back at home. Oh, he, he said, she said he should have gone to NYU. With her, you know how much it costs to go to NYU. I don't know what it costs it's now, but it, it's a lot. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. So, so then the next day, she's in the kitchen talking to her dad. Her dad's being a dick again, <laughs> and he's being so much of a dick that she's like, "Do you want me to leave?" And he had to think about it. He didn't have an answer. He didn't answer. I love that she confronted him about that. That was one of the few moments in the movie that I actually liked. I like that he didn't even give her any, he, like, he just didn't, he's like, do you want me to leave? Oh, well, anyway, I'm going to grab some eggs. <laughs> he didn't have an answer mm-hmm. for her. And then that's the thing. It's like her only crime is that she went out and got successful. Like uh, other parents would be so happy and proud that their daughter actually left town and moved to New mm-hmm. York, which is a hard city to become successful yeah. in and became successful. Sometimes parents are jealous of their children. Doesn't I think more often than not that's not the case, but I think that does happen sometimes. And that's what it seemed to be in this in this case. Like, oh, you left the town and got successful, and you have a life, and they even that's kind of what they say. It's like, oh, go back to your life in New York mm-hmm. with your boyfriend, while I stay home with your mom who hasn't had sex with me since 1988. And, and, and then you know, she, year, lo- she lost her libido after watching all those episodes of What's Happening Now. Right. Yeah, that's right. After after what's happening now? After the run ended, we had sex, and that was it. <laughs> the thing is, like, she's not yeah. even a bitch. Like, I she's pretend a nice she was Shirley Hempel. Okay, I'm sorry. I was still still you going. You pretend she's Shirley Hempel. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, you guys cut me off. Why well, you guys keep me in line? <laughs> Shirley Hempel. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> and I, so I used so fucked up. Back like when I when I was still acting, if I was going to an audition, there was like for a com like something comedy related. And you know, like used to, before everything was all digital casting, you know, and you'd still bring your physical headshots in. Um, I, I would have, you know, some of my actual headshots, but then I would have a headshot with my resume no. on the back, but it wasn't my headshot. It was surely a full No, photo. no. Oh, God. Yeah, I was, so you used to do? The casting director, yeah. 
Oh, had a good laugh sometimes. Oh god! Did you, did you, you get the picture showing up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you ever fantastic. get called in? Uh, no, I would never do that for one I was submitting to send. I would do that in the room as like an icebreaker because they've already seen right. your photo. They've brought you in. So you know you're like past <laughs> that hurdle of like you at least physically look like what they want. I was just trying to show them like, okay, I've got a sense of humor. Oh, right. And they're like, oh, he's funny. That's great. Oh. Okay. So all of a sudden, so, th- so they're getting ready for your bake sale. They're baking. It's the baking scene. Yeah. And so it's... it's they had a lot uh, of shit, too. They had, like a, I don't know, they had a lot of ingredients. Josie and the kids. And then Cooper shows up at the house, too. And then... Um, and doesn't wash his hands and starts rolling up cookie dough. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that at one point in his life, Cooper was engaged, right? And she dumped him for another guy. Yep. It sucks. And, but he said, when one door opens, another door closes. Or when one Such door origin- closes, another door opens. Such originality with the writing. His mom said that to him. These are leftover Great. platitudes from Sun Santa Romance. Yeah. So, 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 then, so then this next part, I don't think her boyfriend was out of line. Because he calls her, and she's been gone, and he's like, so, Josie, when are you coming back? Which I think is a legitimate question. I agree. Mm-hmm. And she and and she's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, hey, let's talk about this because, you know, it's long distance, and this may not work for me. And she was like, fine, you're dumped. And I'm yeah. like, wow. But – I got the impression her boyfriend was looking for something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do. I, I have that impression too. Um, now the next one is another Tony Robbins example. Uh, she walks in, she says, we broke up. And then young Ben, he does this, that Tony Robbins thing where he interrupts her state. He starts throwing flour at her face. Right. That's what Tony Robbins does. So like, well, like when somebody walks up to him at an event and she says, my husband's uh, cheating on me. He gets a, a glass of water and he throws it in her face. Does he really? Yeah. That's what he said in like one of his, like, his, his audio tapes. Okay, that's going to get Tony Robbins sued. Well, do do we know that it, it was flour? Do we know that for sure? What, the, the water? That, that Ben threw. It was flour. Well, that could have been Which cocaine. We don't know. Was it Coke? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a particularly wild set for Hallmark and they had a long night and everyone was just trying to stay awake. Man, that'd be an expose. (laughs) That'd be an article for Vanity Fair. (laughs) (laughs) They finished filming the movie very quickly now. (laughs) Shot the whole thing in one night. (laughs) Okay, so then Josie goes to get a bracelet fixed. And she wanted a charm for the bracelet as well. Mr. Cox. That's the guy's name. And so Mr. Cox, who who <laughs> didn't seem that he was a stranger from cock, Mr. Cox. <laughs> Jeez. Man. Oh, well, Josie's okay, ex-boyfriend should come visit the town. Damn. Allegedly. He, w- 
So he was very gossipy, Mr. Cox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who comes with Mr. Cox? All right, go ahead. He tells, he tells, um, he tells Josie, well, you know, Cooper was just in here and he bought a ring. And then she has a flashback. Mm. Okay. And she has, a, she has a flashback. Boring, boring, boring. Then Sister she gets, gets some more scenes. Right. She gets a call from her boss. And the boss is like, um, guess what, Josie? We gave your accounts to someone else. And then Josie tries to get mad. He's like, but you're not here to do your work. Yeah. Shut up. Not fired. Yeah. But she's not, that's nothing to do. I think this is very nice of him, actually, because he's like, you're not fired, but I'm going to just put you on a leave of absence. And when you come back to the city, you can have your job back. Yeah. Which I think is very nice. Absolutely. Yeah. But she didn't see it that way. So, well. so then so then we go to the bake sale, and I have to confess, I kind of, like, tuned out of this part. So what happened? Well, the dad grabs a cookie. He's still a dick. Didn't this pay for like, it. For, Asshole didn't this, pay for the cookie. It's for charity. Yeah. It's like to raise money for, like, the basketball team. And he just grabs a cookie, eats it, and he's like, hmm, not bad. Well, who, who, who are you? I wish I had no, I wish I knew a famous food critic's name so I could bring it up right now as a reference. Who are you? That person? He doesn't eat yeah. it. No, he does eat it. And he says, uh, he's like, oh, it's uh, not bad. And then he calls out Cooper for denting his car like 100 years ago. He doesn't let things go. He holds on to anger. Let it go. Yeah. So that's, what happen- that's what happened in that scene. But, so, but I, then, I, I like bake sales. So I was excited about that. Of course you do. Well, right after this, they, Cooper gives <laughs> Josie a tour of the school she attended. Right. That she graduated from. Yeah. Like, yeah, they go, yeah, they go into the theater. Which, but, and where but she, he's like where showing she around like she's never been there before. She's never been there. She was in Greece. But we don't know who she played. She said she didn't play Sandy. Maybe Rizzo? she played Rizzo. Maybe she played Eugene. I don't know. You could have a female Eugene. That'd be kind of cool. Eugenia. Rizzo or Rizzo? Maraschino? She could have been in the chorus. Who's the one that uh, is the beauty school dropout? Oh, Frenchie. Frenchie, She yeah. could be a Frenchie. Beauty school dropout. Yeah, sure. Frenchie. She probably was in Greece. She'd be like, I like being in Rydell High. Remember Frenchie's voice was really high. <laughs> Didi Khan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didi Khan. Yep. She was in the sequel too. And she, she was. was in, she yes. was on Benson. Was she? She was yeah. on Benson. She was on the later seasons of Benson. Yeah. I don't know. I was all about Friday Night on ABC. It was Benson and Webster. Yeah. It was like Benson. Like Webster was stupid. Webster has serious themes. Wasn't there, yes. uh, what's his name? Flip Wilson? Who was <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 Flip Wilson. Um, um, who's the guy who was on the show who played like his uncle? Uh, and they were David. a real life couple, oh, too. Oh, Ben Prince, too. Ben Vereen, yeah, yeah. And he, oh, he played the same role on, on Fresh Prince, where he was like a, 
he was like a, a, a neglectful uh, uncle or a neglectful father. But I think in Webster, he was like the neglectful uncle. Yeah. Flip Wilson was on a family sitcom on CBS co-starring Gladys Knight. And one of the sons on that show uh, went on to play Urkel. Well, see. Oh, Jaleel White. Yeah, Jaleel White. Thank you. And Christoph St. John was on that show. Mm, mm, mm. Hmm? The late Christoph St. John. John. Oh, that's right. Oh. He was because he was on Young and the Restless. He was Neil Winters on yeah. Young and the Restless. Wait, is that gentleman? I'm oh, sorry. What was his name again? Christoph St. John. That gentleman played a role in the Cosby Show, right? Wasn't he, he on an episode of the Cosby Show where he yeah. played Denise's boyfriend? I believe so. Yes. Yes. No, Denise, Lisa Bonet, whoever Lisa Bonet's character Denise. was. It was Denise. Yeah. Right? It was Denise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, interesting. I just watched that scene. Yeah. So this is the twist that like made no sense. Because she thinks he's going to propose to her when, like, they were just, like, they hadn't even held hands or anything. And there was no, like I, I've said several times in this episode, there's there's no lead up to this at all. There's no hint of either one is still hung up on the other. No hint of, oh, I'm starting to feel feelings for this person that I've been hanging out with a lot. Like, they didn't even really hang out that much with each other in this movie. No. no, they were like COVID distance most yeah. of the time. So, so then, so she makes an asshole out of herself because she's like, I can't get married yet. And he's like, what are you, what, what kind of drugs are you on? Why would you think I'd ask you to marry me? I didn't even, haven't even hung and, out with and, you. And her answer is a lot of cocaine from the bake sale. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. We had a cocaine cupcake. But yeah, but then this is like a threes company thing where they had like a misunderstanding and I actually did laugh because he said, I don't know, there's a misunderstanding. She thought he was talking about like wives and he said, yeah, you need one for family, one for weekend fun. I actually did kind of laugh at that. And, and actually Shame what he me. wanted to ask her is if he could borrow her father's car. His van. Yeah. His van. His van. He, so so yeah. do you think that Cooper is borrowing the van on behalf of Nate and Molly. Um, on behalf of Nate and Molly. You know, because they keep showing up at like all these uh, kids things when they're fully grown adults that shouldn't be around kids. So they're going to need a van. Right. Oh, that's right. To, yeah. to hey, kid, pick up kids. Pet my oh my God, that's disturbing. I don't know you're going to go there. This is a very drug related show. You got I know, cocaine, right? you got Molly. Oh, yeah. Cooper okay. sounds like a, a drug name. <laughs> I should say so, that. So then I just said so then we're, we're at the basketball game <laughs> and the team wins. And this is where she is an asshole. Actually. Things get weird here because Ben has a crush on this little girl. And like, and it's like their friend, like the little girl's nice to him and stuff. But at the dance that they were at, the little girl was dancing with someone else. Ivan. Yeah. Ivan. So then, um, who was Josie super, he was like way bigger than the rest of the kids. Like yes. Ivan's clearly a kid that got held back a few years. Yeah. It was hulking, Ivan, but you know, but he was kind of the same type as Ben. So Ben must've been thinking, Oh, she's an Ivan. She'd be into me. No, I right. wouldn't say they're the same type at all. No. Okay. No. The one that like had a mustache at 14. So, so then, so then Josie goes up to the little girl 
and was like, uh, basically, like, don't fuck my nephew over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the little girl's like, what are you talking about? And then, that little girl, like, yeah. <laughs> it was psycho. Was like, well, you're kind of using him. Lacey's in this scene was psycho. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, your mom doing something like that? Like, I'd be just, I'd be still horrified. Because the little girl's like, he's my friend. (laughs) I don't even like him that way. The look on that girl's face. If anybody deserves an Emmy, it's that girl. She had a a look on her face like, what the fuck? And and this is, like, in the middle of the gym. There's people around. Ben sees this going down. Poor yeah. kid. She's like, are you one of those aliens we're hearing about on 60 Minutes? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> and, and, and so so then Ben, like, flounces out because he's all embarrassed. The girl is like, little girl's like, um, I gotta go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, um, my parents are taking me out to ice cream. I gotta go. And that is what she said. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Her is like, how was, dare yeah. you talk to her for me? No. Well, he's right. She's, God, people. No, Ben was in the right this time. This time. So then. It's time for pizza. So then they're at dinner, and I wrote in my notes, this family bugs me. They eat a lot of carbs. It's pizza, toast. Yes. They were eating they pizza. With, they were all eating this uh, at this. It was a nice restaurant, but they were all eating pizza with a fork and a knife. And that was yeah. almost as offensive as Enchantment Under the Sea. Well, that happens sometimes. So, so then... Um, I just think... I think all the characters in the movie have very solid bowel movements. Because like I said, there's a lot of sparch. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of flour. So... so so then, Ben's really regular because all that flouncing and flour, that's a right? good combo right oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't flouncing so and then, flour a crime drama on TNT? Right. It will be. With Rizzoli and Isle. Yeah. After we sell it to them. Um, oh, so she gives Delilah her charm bracelet. Mm-hmm. And then who then Ben who he says crying it's in front of the restaurant? Uh Ben says the charm the charm bracelet's lame. I think Delilah gets upset too and she runs off. I think Delilah starts crying because I don't know if they actually said it, but I think that it, it basically is because it was the mom's bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ben everybody's good time. And then Ben right. chews out Josie for like talking to the girl that he was into at the school. And then he was like, someone was like, go back to, just go back to the city. That was Ben. Ben said that. Yeah. So then, so then she's crying and then Cooper started talking to her and Cooper's like, you know, these kids need a parent. You'd be a good parent. And then Josie, then Josie's like, you know what? I just take my happy ass back to New York. Yeah. His words don't work. So then How she's looking at pictures and she has that another greasy flash hair. Hmm? She, she has another she has another flash flashback. Then she gets a phone call because Nate sees the lights on in her family's restaurant. So then she goes to the restaurant 
And okay, get ready, because this is just a plot twist. Her brother is a secret baker. Not a drug problem, not a sex addict, a baker. Well, he might be a sex addict. And he might have a drug problem, all that coke they're doing on the set of the movie, allegedly. That's right. Uh, this, This plot twist or plot point was wholly unnecessary and did nothing to move the movie along. It would have been more necessary if it had been laid out early in the movie so that they could go back to it and use it as a way of tying things up at the end of the movie. They threw it in at the end as an afterthought, as a way of justifying some of the stupid shit we just watched. I thought it was kind of, yeah, I don't know. I found it a little, I found it a little charming that a guy was baking things on the side. I I have no problem with that, that he was baking on the side. I have a problem that they introduced this in like the last 20 minutes of the movie as if it was like so important that we should have known about it all along. Yeah. Well, there was a scene like at the bake sale, he came in with something and the father kind of shamed, shamed him just in case he made it. He's like, oh, you're not a good baker. You're you should be doing stuff with the computers, and that's one of the reasons he's being doing this secretively because his 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 dad doesn't approve, even though he's like forty years old. But he and and I wrote here, he comes out of the closet as a baker, and he <laughs> sells his baked goods at farmers markets. Mm-hmm. See, that's another so thing. Then- I, I think that'd be fun to do. I think it'd be fun to sell sweets at farmers markets. So I was kind of watching that. Oh, that'd be kind of neat. Anyway. So then we, we get word that Ben flounced away. He's, he that... he flounced away. Oh, yeah, he but did. Was there he did school. He's running. Oh, but then yeah. They find him. Right. But then they find a... him playing the guitar at, at Cooper's barn. Yes. And then he flounced. He flounced? Was, it, was yeah. it within flouncing distance? I yeah. think so. All right. Not a big so town. then Lacey starts yelling at him and he's like, you sound like my mom. Dead? And, yeah, that's what he said. So you sound like my mom. <laughs> Just, what are you talking about? He's, she's dead. Oh, oh I, I know what you mean. Oh, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> so then we find out why the dad was a dick to her. Well, wait, before we even find that out, why, what was with her cutting her hand like what i didn't understand why that happened why that needed to be that beat needed to be in the movie because they're in the barn lacy's talking to him and all of a sudden it's like this really like tender scene between her and ben and then all of a sudden he looks down and like breaks Mm -hmm. the tension he's like oh your hand is bleeding and we find out it's a rusty nail it's never mentioned again it's never addressed as to why that we needed to see her hand bleeding it, it was their way of, of getting out of one scene and getting into another. She's bleeding, so that scene ends. You're bleeding, that scene ends. And then now she's outside the what? urgent care. She walks out, her dad's there to pick her up. And You want to get out of that scene, light the barn on fire. See, if we were on, on Lifetime, she would have had gangrene. You know, her arm would have swollen up. The horse would have... Eric Roberts would, like, go to to heal her and like chain her to a bed if this were lifetime when she were talking to that girl that ben liked she like the next scene we would have seen that girl the little girl's neck snapped and like lacy putting on a black hoodie 
Damn. Right, exactly. Or she'd be yelling at the girl and then Vivica A. Fox would walk up and go, excuse me, why are you yelling yeah. at her? You messed with the wrong <clears throat> little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then it, basically her dad says that he was a dick to her because he missed her, right? Mm-hmm. He resents her moving with- away. Well, it's like, well, F you. So you, you want me to stay in this little town and basically waste my life away like you? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so then so then I was very disappointed because then Lacey caves into everybody's pressure and decides to dumb herself down and stay. And then... I don't think she was caving into the... Pre- they, like because <laughs> they were all telling her she couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. She was going against the grain. Yeah. I feel like if anything, she dug in her heels. She's like, fuck you. I've got this got big house now. Suck it, bitches. Yeah. So, so then we have a montage of her like <laughs> adulting. Yeah. yeah. I got a wine cellar in this house. Motherfuckers. Yeah. I gotta be sucking on liquor all night. It was an indie she, rock she's like photo a- montage. <laughs> Yeah, she's like she's like adulting and she's doing very well. Oh yeah, all of a sudden she's got her shit together. She's cooking. Then, she knows how to make eggs, toast. It's right. really something. All she it's like Lacey, all you had to do was go on YouTube. They teach you how to cook. Mm-hmm. She's straight down dad and Jeff, her brother. They're in business together. Right. And then Delilah found her lost her lunch. Like she forgot her lunch. And Lacey brought her her lunch. And Cooper Enabling. saw her. And asked her out on a date. The end. They kiss. And it was an awkward kiss. It was a weird kiss. It's like they kiss right. and they kind of like were like moving away from each other. <laughs> it, again, it was like, why, why did they kiss? Why did that, that, that romance didn't belong in that movie? Or, and if it did, they needed uh, to write yeah. it into the movie because it wasn't written <clears throat> in the movie. I, not I think. You know, that Lacey's character might be in trouble. I mean, you know, it it ends with her having her shit together. I think she just just may be having a good day, and there's trouble ahead. Oh, possibly. But I also, like, I've mentioned on this podcast before that a lot of these ones where the the hapless person, like, has to take on parenting duties. Basically, every one of those movies is baby boom. And in that kind of movie, the person that's hapless eventually gets past being hapless because they start to figure out how to make an omelet. Right. Or or make applesauce. That's what happened in Mm -hmm. baby, country baby applesauce. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho... That was a, an hour and a half that I will never get back. Mm-hmm. If you did, though, so, what would you do with that if hour you, and a half? I don't know, but if you want to give me my hour and a half back, <laughs> you can email me on Facebook at Kirkendall Barrett Presents, or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall, or you can find me on my website, LesKirkendallBarrett.com. Jason. If you, the audience, uh, get that hour and a half back, you could take that time to leave a five-star review for us on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, or to maybe go uh, like us on Instagram. Uh, We are Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. If you're looking for me on social, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt? You can spend your hour and a half watching my 
uh, unpublished TV pilot, Campus Martius, that's online somewhere. Um, and just spend the other hour having a nice long lunch. But I, my website is kurtfitzpatrick.com. It's Kurt with a K. And um, if you're on Clubhouse, the lifetime of cl- uh, the lifetime of Hallmark Clubhouse Club has been set up. Yay! So oh, ooh, we there now. now have a club on Clubhouse. Oh, we're gonna find that. And um, and I am going to be taught over the weekend how to podcast on Clubhouse. So we'll hmm. be able to do that too. Right. And yeah, I'm excited about, okay. about being able to do that. And I think that now all three of us are on Clubhouse. I think we can make that happen maybe even next week. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. discuss so off stay the tuned. End. Yeah. So stay tuned. And until next time, bye. 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 bye.